The Cleveland Cavaliers, with one of the greatest players in sports history, are going to beat the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals. Mm, mm, mm. Durant, standing on the logo, waves Curry away. He's got Rodney Hood guarding him. Gets Iguodala to the right side, pulls up downtown. Durant for three, way downtown. He doubles the Warriors' advantage to 106 to 100. It's a playoff career high, 43 points for Kevin Durant. You know the old saying, nothing ventured, nothing gained. (laughs) Welcome to Gwen and Chris, everybody. I'm Chris Sello. Tony Gwynn Jr. is on the road in Miami. He is going to be joining us shortly. Uh, Flew cross-country last night uh, to uh, go to work. He's uh, going to be broadcasting uh, this weekend from uh, Miami, the Padres Marlin Series. Uh, Of course, a day off today, but no day off for Tony Gwynn Jr. So he will be uh, on the program here very, very soon. Uh, I am uh, in our uh, Intercom Empire studios here in San Diego. And uh, before we even get into the show, I I just can't thank everybody enough yesterday uh, Ale Smith Brewing Company, Mira Mesa, right off Miramar Road. First of all, if you, yeah, bigger, bigger. If you had a bigger applause, Scraby, I would even tell you to play a bigger one. Uh, the Ale Smith Brewing Company, those, the folks are fantastic. Peter, Joanna, they took unbelievable care of us, set us up. Uh, the the ladies from Lululemon, Melissa and Claire and Allie and all of the rest of the uh, young ladies from Lululemon who took care of us and uh, and set up all kinds of fun activities yesterday and uh, we uh, we had people had a chance to win a bunch of Lululemon gear and we gave away Padre tickets all over the place we gave away SeaWorld tickets to everybody there were food trucks there there was uh, of course uh, all of the uh, local craft beers including the uh, Tony Junior uh, Tony Gwynn Junior brand was there Everyone was drinking that, by the way, Scraby. I mean, the Tony I, Gwynn Jr. brand. Oh my goodness! It I was, heard it was really awesome. Everybody was just uh, anyway. The whole event was incredible. I I am not the greatest. I, I'm working on Instagram. Like I'm, I'm. You know what I mean. I like your Instagram skills. I'm doing. <laughs> I do like it. I I got a ways to go, but I, I tried to Instagram a few pictures out there to those of you who couldn't come, just so you could see kind of what you missed because. Like a lot of times we do radio promotions and we go out in the community and there's always some great people who come out. Oh, you yeah. know, 20, 30, 40 people and we hold the mic up and everybody cheers and you yeah. go, and we want to thank the 10,000 people that are here today. <laughs> and you know, it's a little bit of the theater of the mind. But yeah. yesterday, there honestly were a, that like five, 600 people there. I could I not believe it. And we, we had our meeting today. Uh, here in the station, and and Rich Herrera said, uh, oh, yeah, we had like 500 or 600 people. No one in the meeting believed him. Well, because that's a good turnout for a concert. It was really that. It was really something. And uh, I, I just want to thank everybody. And you know what? You're going you're gonna to be surprised, Scraby. Not everyone was there to see me. There, oh, actually, oh, oh, oh. there actually was some people there to see the guy the guy I work with. Really? The I, other I guy. thought you yeah. told me that everyone was wearing Elo jerseys. I, that's, I know. There was a lot of Elo jerseys, but there was a, <laughs> a few number 19 Gwyn jerseys that snuck their way in. Just a few. So uh, Tony felt okay. You know, he didn't he, <laughs> he did not feel left out. <laughs> good. Um, so that was good. But really, just everyone yesterday, thanks for coming down. I hope you had a good time. It looked like everyone was having a good time. You know, I know everyone was having a pretty good time. Because every time I kind of looked up, excuse me, every time I kind of looked up, 
No one was really paying attention to Tony and I doing oh, the show. Yeah. yeah. Like, no one was, they could care less that we were there. Yeah. Like, there's two celebrities sitting over there doing a radio <laughs> show. No. No one was interested in that in any way, shape, or form. Everybody's just having a great time at uh, Alesmith Brewing Company. Uh, if you have never been there, uh, you, you owe it to yourself. I know for a fact. I mean, I talked with Peter, uh, who runs the place afterwards. We're going to be back. We're going to go again. And, and so if you missed the inaugural live broadcast uh, on the Fan 97.3 yesterday from Alesmith Brewing Company, we'll have another chance to do it coming up soon, and uh, we'll let you, let you in on all of that stuff. But uh, yeah, the Lululemon gals... Scrape, you can make fun of my yoga pants. It's hilarious <laughs> because, again, it's theater of the mind. You kept talking about the yoga pants that I was oh, yeah. going to supposedly be wearing. Yeah. Everyone who came up to me yesterday said, where's your yoga pants? Yes. They yes. all thought I was really, truly wearing yoga pants. No, you don't understand. Lululemon has some really nice men's clothing. Were like, you The shirt you were like wearing, sharp. Lululemon? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a really nice shirt. Yeah, that's a Lululemon shirt. My my pants, the slack, whatever you want to call. It. I can't call those slacks. No, they look like slacks. Yeah, but they feel like sweats. Yeah, they're, if, they're, if there's a way to, if that's the best, there's a name for them, and I'm blanking on it right it's now. It's really nice. Whatever joggers, they're called joggers. Seriously, yeah, I, I'm telling you, they are the most comfortable. We I played softball last night. Almost wore really? them to play softball. You I just could. I could. I just didn't want to ruin them, obviously, <laughs> uh, playing softball. And uh, But anyway, just uh, thanks to everybody who came out yesterday. Made it a great time. And, and I also want to personally thank, uh, you know, Bob Bollinger from the station here and, and Peter Schwartz and, and, and a lot of the salespeople. You know, this, this, this intercom building, Scraby, everybody supports everybody here. And, and I have really noticed that since we started doing this show. People don't just say, hey, go off and have a good promotion. We'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Everybody kind of gets involved. I felt so left out yesterday. Everybody stopped by asking me in the studio. Well, they were like, well, we're headed out to the broadcast. Where are you, where are you going? Right. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm staying right here. Yeah. And, and and you know what's funny? Absolutely nobody missed you. <laughs> I, I was going to say, how many people were asking for, for Scraby jerseys? I didn't see anybody asking for Scraby jerseys <laughs> yesterday. But uh, thanks to everybody who just made yesterday so fun. We had a great time. I know Tony uh, will talk about it a little bit when he comes on. Uh, uh, Tony's uh, mom was there, which wow. was exciting. I had not seen her since like a little bit after college. So it had been a long That's a time. long time. I've been a long time since I'd seen uh, Tony's mom. It was great to see her there. And uh, anyway, we just had a blast yesterday. So that, that was fun. And if you weren't there, it's okay. I understood. Everybody's got things they have to do. But we will have another one of those. And seriously, I mean, there were four or 500 people there. At least. It's awesome. And that's just an incredible turnout yesterday at the Ale Smith Brewing Company in Miramar. So thanks to everybody for that. Um, As far as the game is concerned last night, you heard I picked Cleveland to win the series. I would be an absolute idiot at this point to, to stay with that pick. Uh, look, Cleveland did uh, everything. Uh, uh. Yeah, thanks, Tony. Uh, Cleveland did everything that they had to do last night. They had they dominated on the boards I, again. Just completely crushed Golden State on the boards. They held Steph Curry to eleven points. They held Clay Thompson to ten points. LeBron James had thirty three and eleven assists. He took twenty eight shots. He was involved. Kevin Love had his double double. J.R. Smith even made five baskets. They did everything that they needed to do. They got a couple of calls on their home court. And still Golden State beat them. That's, that just shows you how good Golden State is. You, know, you want to knock and say Cleveland's bad? Fine. Go ahead. I don't like Cleveland anyway. But Golden State is that fantastic. That's a fantastic basketball team right there. 
that when you go on the road in an NBA Finals environment and a LeBron James team does all of the things that Cleveland did last night and you still beat them comfortably, that's just a phenomenal performance. So great job by Golden State. 3-0. Obviously, that series is all but over. Gary St. Jean uh, from the Warriors uh, Television Network, former NBA coach, is going to actually join us in a couple of minutes. So uh, we're going to step aside, make way for him. Uh, We're going to talk some puck tonight. The Stanley Cup could be handed out tonight in Las Vegas, although the Vegas Golden Knights certainly hope that's not the case. Uh, A Gwyn and Chris showdown is coming up later in the program as well, and some other fun stuff. So stay with us. We're just getting started. Tony will be with us as soon as he can get to his studio in Miami, Florida. I'm Chris Zello here in San Diego. Thanks for joining us. It's Gwen and Chris on 97.3 The Fan. All right, Chris Zello, Tony Gwynn Jr. Tony will be uh, with us shortly. He is uh, on that road trip with the Padres in Miami. So uh, we will uh, have Tony with us uh, here in just a little bit right now, Chris Ello. And uh, I am very pleased uh, to once again be joined by uh, Gary St. Jean, former NBA coach, Warriors analyst, NBC Sports Bay Area. I hope they get you a ring, Gary. Are you in a a ring situation, you think, with your analyst position? You never know. You never know. You never know. Just hoping to get one more win. Just so happy for the franchise and all the Bay Area fans. It's uh, they've been uh, terrific games. You know they really have, and you know I took a lot of heat personally. I I picked Cleveland just because it was fun and somebody had to do it. But I I took a lot of heat because people said this was going to be a mismatch of a series, and and I just thought that was ridiculous. Now I know it's three games to none, so it kind of looks like it is. But what you just said, I think, is correct. The games have been really excellent. Game one was a classic. Uh, game two, the Warriors pulled away. Last night, another great game all the way around. Uh, Steve Kerr has tried to tell everybody who would listen that this is not easy, people. This is not, you guys think it's easy. Maybe this Golden State team is just so good they're making it look a little easier to people. But I think to the trained eye, people are saying, hey, this is a great series. It just happens that one team seems to win all the games. Well, Steve's a voice of experience, uh, uh, accumulating a lot of rings in Chicago and San Antonio, and he's done a masterful job coaching this team. And in regards to Cleveland, LeBron has played off the charts. Um, you know, he hasn't gotten consistent production from his teammates. Kevin Love's been the best they've had, and um, you know they may break out tomorrow night. Uh, you know, last year three zero and game. They won by about 40 points. Uh, so you never know. Uh, and with that said, they've played hard. They've struggled uh, defensively with the Warriors because of the perimeter shooting. They haven't been able to decide whether to double-team guys like Curry and Thompson and Durant or to switch. And when they are in between, they're getting a lot of slipping of the picks and the, the Warriors are getting a lot of layups. But um, as you noted, uh, you know, if the Cavs won game one, which was in their hands right there to take, we'd have a different series. And then we turn to games two and three, and Kevin uh, Durant and Steph Curry were off the charts in in game uh, number two. And, you know, last night, Kevin Durant probably has one of the great individual playoff games in 
finals history. So uh, it's uh, it, there's a lot of uh, a lot of people around this town still talking about last night. I would imagine so, and uh, you're going to keep talking about it. Gary St. Jean, uh, analyst uh, for the Warriors, NBC Sports Bay Area, but uh, also former uh, excellent coach in the NBA, so uh, he knows of what he speaks. You know, I, I went into the game last night thinking, Gary, if if Cleveland can go back to, to controlling the boards as they did in Game 1, they're going to have a chance. If they, if they can hold Steph Curry down just a little bit, uh, they're going to have a chance. Well, he hit one for ten threes. Uh, I thought, you know what, if they can keep Draymond Green from doing too much work on the glass, he had two rebounds last night. I mean, everything that Cleveland needed to happen happened, except for the fact that Golden State still won. And I just think that that's just underscores the point of just how good Golden State is. Well, in last night's game, it was peculiar in that in the first half, uh, Cleveland was killing uh, the Warriors on the board. And there's an old adage, uh, you know, if you can go in less than 10 at the half after playing subpar, you feel real good. And the Warriors went in six down, Clay and Steph really struggling. Uh, the defense wasn't real good. But what, what was constant for them is that they've, they've taken care of the ball and when they get out in transition, that, that's been an Achilles heel for Cleveland as far as getting back with them because that's when the Warriors really move the basketball and they're lethal with the three, three-point three shot. And, uh, you know, you look at LeBron, I mean, he was he was dominant. And, and Kevin, <laughs> that matchup is amazing. And, you know, we're, we're in a new era in the NBA with all the switching going on. Uh, but when they're matched up, Boy, it's it's really something to watch, Gary. Uh, how about Andre Iguodala's impact on that game mm-hmm. last night? Uh, Twenty-two minutes, but you look at the final numbers, and there it is, plus minus, which I know is yeah. it, it's a number that a lot of the fans don't look at, but I know coaches and and I look at it. He was plus fourteen when he was on the floor. Durant was plus fifteen, so that gives you an idea just how much Iguodala meant to that victory. And I, I had a feeling that once he got healthy, and we talked about it a little while ago uh, when you were with us, that that it was going to really flip the scales in favor of Golden State. And he just makes he makes a, a, another difference for that team, without a doubt. And uh, he's part of the what we call the three wise men, the elder statesmen, with Sean Livingston <laughs> and David West. And uh, we all know about his defensive abilities. He had a huge. Uh, steal on on uh, on love late game and uh he went in for a couple plays during the course of the game and we were concerned we thought he was limping and he went out for a while he had a bruise on the other leg well i'll be darned if late in the game he doesn't uh, on a pick and roll situation go in a tomahawk a dunk <laughs> over tristan thompson uh, he makes two very very big plays down the stretch and as you noted, I mean, he's, he's just a great decision-maker on offense. You know, you can run point forward with him and Draymond, and that gets your three shooters off the ball, and then they're the most dangerous. So he is a big piece to this team. And, uh, you know, if he's going to be able to go tomorrow night, uh, that bodes well for the Warriors. Gary St. Jean is with us, analyst for the Warriors, uh, right here on 97.3 The Fan, uh, Gwyn and Chris show. Uh, Gary, look, today Kevin Durant says he's coming back to play with the Warriors next year. Uh, I, I really wasn't thinking he would go anywhere else. 
But I, I guess we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit if I ask you, how, how much longer can this go? I mean, I, I don't see how any team in the NBA is going to stack up against this squad for another couple of years at least. Yeah, they haven't hit, they haven't hit their peak yet. Uh, I don't know if that's good news or bad news. <laughs> yeah, really. But, but here, here's the deal. Uh, it's a great environment. Uh, these guys respect each other. They have great team chemistry. And Steve is the facilitator of that. He, he does a remarkable job. Uh, you've got, you know, four all-stars, and, and you got Andre Iguodala, former uh, playoff MVP. Uh, and then you got a lot of role players, but yet they're on the same page. And, you know, even when Kevin came, it, it's led by Steph Curry. He's got a lot of um, Tim Duncan in him. You know, he, he doesn't need the notoriety. He, he wants to be coached. He's part of the team. He welcomed Kevin with open arms, and uh, it, it's it's a when you have a great team like this, you have to have people checking their egos at, at, at the locker room door, and and they do that, and they re, and play beautiful basketball, and it's great for our league. Uh, some people have been critical about him coming here. Um, I think they're they're crying in, in their beer. Um, the fact is. Uh, he's one of the great players we've had in the league uh, for a long, long time. And it was his choice. It was his prerogative. He was an unrestricted free agent. And he saw the type of basketball that these guys play. And uh, So with that said, yeah, they're going to have some salary cap issues, but they've got a commitment from a great ownership group and going to be going into a new building, not this next year, but the one after mm. in downtown San Francisco. So what you have is – a lot of players around the league, you know, like a David West and a McGee who are willing to come here for veterans minimums because they want to be part of this environment and have an opportunity to win a championship. Sure. I would think there'd be a line uh, around the block of, of role players <laughs> in the NBA that say, hey, let's let, sign me up. I want to play with this Golden State team and be part of this. I mean, I again, they're going to probably go three out of four at least, and then they're going to be heavily favored to win next year uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and probably the year after that when they get into the new building. It's fantastic. Hey, Gary, thanks for the time. I really appreciate it. I know you're you know, getting calls from all over the country, but uh, we appreciate it here in uh, Southern California if you've taken some time and great insight on the Warriors. Good luck to the guys tomorrow. Well, thanks a lot for having me, and uh, I'm sure it's much better down there in San Diego than up here in Cleveland. Well, probably. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Have (laughs) a great night. Thanks, Gary. I appreciate the time. Gary St. Jean right there. He's in Cleveland. Uh, He is, uh, I remember him as a really excellent NBA coach. I mean, that's what I think of. And and now uh, an analyst for NBC Sports there in the Bay Area. But this Golden State team, people get used to it. They're not just going to win the title this year. They're going to win it a couple more times. Yeah. this is the 90s Chicago Bulls. This is the 80s Lakers without the Celtics to challenge them. I mean, this is all this is what it is. This is a one of the great teams in NBA history and I don't think that that is overstating the case. As we talked about the other day, match them up against any team out there uh, under today's rules where you can't touch anybody, you can't hand check anybody. And these guys have the freedom to run around and shoot the way they do. I, I can't think of a team anywhere along the line in history that would be able to stop this Golden State team at the offensive end of the floor. And they play pretty good defense. They play pretty good defense. In fact, they play really good defense. 
So, and they're coached. And as Gary St. Jean said, and we've talked about this throughout this run, they check the egos at the door. That is uh, something that's in common with all championship teams, but especially so a team like this. That's I, I don't think three is where they stop. I, I really don't. I, I think we're talking four or five or six or who knows how many before somewhere the NBA catches up with this team. All right, uh, Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., it's uh, Gwynn and Chris. We have a whole bunch more to come, talking Stanley Cup Finals here in the next half hour. Alex Kirshner from SB Nation is going to join us. Will the Stanley Cup be hoisted tonight? Always a special night in sports. Uh, the Las Vegas Golden Knights will be trying to prevent that. But uh, we'll talk a little bit about that as well and uh, more. The Padres have the day off, but we'll get into some baseball. Good news for the Padres today. Uh, right at the top of the division, Colorado blew a lead in the ninth inning, so the uh, the Padres stay four and a half games out of first place. So that's a, a nice little note to throw in there as well. I'm Chris Sello. Tony Gwynn will be with us soon uh, right here on 97.3 The Fan. wanted to tack something on to uh, Jim Rome's commentary there during the break, his uh, CBS Sports Minute. Something that the Washington Capitol fans better be concerned about. The Washington Capitals are the all-time champs when it comes to blowing 3-1 series leads. Wow. The all-time champs. That's a bad feeling. Well, it's it's still good to be up three one. Let's be honest. If I'm if I'm the Capitals, I'd rather be up three one than down three one like Vegas is. But there have been twenty eight comebacks in the history of the NHL from three one down. That's a lot. That is a ton. over the years. I mean, over all the years of hockey, twenty eight times a team has been down three games to one and come back to win a series. Five of those times have happened against the Washington Capitals. That's a really funny thing. Is that amazing? That is amazing. I mean, the ga- just a couple of years ago, they blew a series to the New York Rangers. Uh, 2015, uh, 2010, Montreal, 95 and 92. Pittsburgh did it to them twice. And all the way back to 1987, the Islanders did it to them. So Washington Capital fans, true Washington Capital fans, they're not celebrating anything right now. <laughs> they know that their team has the ability to let a 3-1 lead get away. Uh, but it's I think it's always a special night when the Stanley Cup can be presented. And it's interesting that it's probably the one night of the year where you can talk a little hockey and where a lot of people who don't have anything to do with hockey, don't like hockey, don't watch hockey, don't know much about hockey, uh, near the end of the game tonight they're going to tune in just for the opportunity to maybe see the Stanley Cup come out on the ice and be presented. That'll be me. Yeah, that's it. You're going to check the score. Hey, the Capitals are winning. That means they're going to bring the Stanley Cup out. There's nothing like that in sports. It's really it's amazing to me that a sport which just does not have the following anywhere near, you know, the top 3 sports in this country and I don't think anywhere near golf. Uh, you know, maybe somewhere around tennis is where hockey is. Maybe not even quite to the level of tennis. I'm not sure in terms of general. I mean, MMA, I think, is ahead of hockey now. Really? You think so? I do. I, I do. 
Interesting. I, well, you put it. Well, you're going to put a Stanley Cup final game on pay per view. How many people do you think are going to pay for that? Oh, well, yeah. If you talk about <laughs> if you're going to be paying sixty bucks for a Stanley Cup final game, <laughs> well, you'll pay that to watch an MMA fight. I don't know. Look, I love hockey, so I'm I, I'm not talking to me right now. I mean, everybody, you know, I did the Gulls thing for ten years, and I and I love. We won five championships, and I can say we. Because I got rings to prove it. You got the rings. I do. Wow. Absolutely. You're the voice of the team. You get That's a ring. Awesome. Oh, yeah. I got I the rings. I didn't know that. Yeah, I got the rings. And it was fantastic. I had the you know one of the best times of my life. And I love hockey. I love calling the games. And I loved all the hockey fans that we have in San Diego. You're great hockey fans in San Diego. There just aren't that many of you. And there just aren't that many you know around the country, especially on the West Coast, where hockey just doesn't have the same... It just doesn't have the same background. It doesn't have the same, you know, the, the, the hockey just hasn't been a part of our culture necessarily. You know, in the Northeast, it's a little different. But here it's not. But tonight, you know, if, it's, if the Capitals are ahead, people will watch the end of the game because they want to see the Stanley Cup presented. I think we have Tony. You think we got him? Tony, are you there? Because I'm having trouble hearing you. I'm there. I'm here. I hear it. There he is. Do you hear us? Yes, I hear oh, you Okay, guys. good. All right. You guys take over. Tony Gwynn <laughs> Jr. Hey, buddy. What up, Chris? Um, just, uh, I was, you know, there's a couple of things. First of all, I'm going to give you the floor here in a few minutes okay. so that you can just destroy me uh, <laughs> on the Cavaliers and the Warriors. But uh, before that, uh, first of all, uh, I'm glad you had safe travels down to Miami, and, uh, and, and thanks for, uh, you know, putting you know the effort in to get to this to the station today i mean i mean the, nobody is more tired and run around like this than this guy this week i mean it's incredible what you've done so my hat's off to you for that but i also know you want to thank everybody who came i already kind of did it but i i know you want to get a little thanks into the ale smith brewing company people and and the 500 or 600 people that were out there yesterday to watch our show that was an incredible incredible event yesterday it was awesome right cuz you really didn't know what the response was going to be. And when we sat down and we started doing the show uh, and, and just the crowd just kept getting bigger and bigger. I mean, Lululemon, Melissa, uh, yeah, uh, Smith and Vicky and Pete, they did such a good job of really putting that together. It, it was a blast. I, I, I really wish we had more time to kind of to get it out a little bit more because, uh, wow, it, it turned out to be really good. Yeah, I think uh, it, it surpassed all of our expectations, and so like I've already mentioned today, we're gonna we're gonna. I talked to Pete afterwards, and he said, "You guys are coming back, aren't you?" And I said, "I, I I'm sure." <laughs> I said, "I'd come back tomorrow if Tony was in town." We you know, certainly so, won't turn it down. That's yeah, sure. we're not gonna. We'll we'll be back, so we're gonna do that again. But uh, thanks again, everybody was fantastic yesterday, and I wanted to just to commend you uh, personally on the class you exhibited all day long, and you always do. Um, but it, it, you know, it got to me a little bit. I mean, at least a dozen people came up to Tony Gwynn Jr. yesterday and said, hi, my name is so-and-so. I just want to say hello because I loved your father. And I just, I mean, I'm sorry that that gets to me and you handled it with perfect class every single time. So I, I want to commend you for that. That was, uh, that was part of what made yesterday special for me. And I know it didn't, maybe a lot of people weren't in on that, but I kind of got to see that. And yeah, it was great. I, I, you know, for me, it's one of those things where um, it's therapeutic almost to hear, you know, right. random random stories about my dad that I had never that I've never heard before. A lot of times, uh, and plus, it gives people a chance to 
to get something off their chest in a lot of cases. So uh, I don't mind it. You know, sometimes I think like anybody, you're tired, you want to go home. But uh, anytime, anytime you get those stories, at least for me, uh, I'm, I'm always willing to listen. Yeah, but in an event like that, fantastic. All right, uh, we're going to talk a little uh, Stanley Cup here tonight with Alex Kirshner of SB Nation. But before we get to that, the floor is yours. Golden State 110, Cleveland 102. It is now three games to zero. I only have one thing to say, and that is... Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's all I got. I mean, listen, I think we might both end up being wrong because I believe I had it as a gentleman's sweep. At this point, it doesn't look like Cleveland's going to even win a mm, game. Mm, mm. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I just thought Kevin Durant was beyond terrific last night. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, he, he was, it, it, it's almost as though he, he feels the moment coming and. He's ready. He's just ready to embrace it. And that shot he took, although it was in a similar spot from last year's finals, this one was more about five feet behind that spot. And the confidence to take that shot. I mean, he did everything yesterday. He he assisted. He rebounded. He got guys in position. I, I just thought he was fantastic last night. And there really wasn't. He was the best player on the court. He was the best player on the floor. It, it's a very similar to last year's final in the in the last two games he was by far the best player on the court last night and that says a lot considering he's on the same court as LeBron James yeah now here's the thing that and we've talked about it throughout the series there's three guys in this series that you cannot stop they can only miss that's the only way you can stop them is that they'll miss the shot and if you look at game one LeBron James had a signature game 51 points etc game two Steph Curry 33 points, nine threes, a finals record. And then game three, Kevin Durant. I mean, what he did last night. So, I mean, every guy, all of these three superb superstar Hall of Fame type players, and every one of them has risen to the occasion in the NBA Finals. That's why I think it's been fun to watch this NBA Finals, even though it's a 3-0 score right now. It's still been great theater and, and just fantastic to just sit back and enjoy how great these guys are. Yeah, no, I think you're dead on. I mean, it, even though it's been a, it's, it's been pretty much Golden State every game for the most part, except for Game One. Uh, it, they've been good games to watch, and I think as a from a fan's perspective, yes, we would like always like a Game Seven. I mean, Game Sevens are have the potential to be epic every time there is one, but. For the most part, as long as the series is something that you can watch and, you know, you have those moments where you're yelling at the TV and then hmm. cheering at the TV, I think as a fan, you got to be happy with that. And even though Golden State has won these games down the stretch, it reminds me a little bit of LeBron going to the finals against the Spurs his first time, right? Those games were competitive early, and then as they got into the third and fourth quarters, they kind of, you know, you knew which team was the better team. And that's what you're seeing here from Golden State. Uh, we said at the beginning, there's just too much firepower uh, when those guys are playing basketball the way Golden State plays. And and I didn't think Cleveland played bad last night. I didn't think they played bad at all. They just... They just branded to a Kevin Durant that was hmm. seemed to be on a mission. Well, I knew that Cleveland was in trouble in that game after our show was over yesterday, and uh, we, we were talking to some of the people at Alesmith, and then I snuck in to see the score of the game, and I saw that Steph Curry was one for eight with two points, right. and I saw that Clay Thompson was one for seven with two points, and I saw Cleveland only had a four-point lead. 
I knew right then it was pretty much curtains for yeah. Cleveland. I mean, you've you've got to open up a like a twenty point lead when those two guys are struggling out of the gate the way they did last night. But Cleveland just couldn't get out to that kind of a lead. And as long as Golden State hung within ten, which they did at halftime, you you, you could just sense that it was going to happen in the second half. I mean, a ten point lead for Golden State is like really like a four-point lead. That's three possessions. It, it, they come down, <laughs> they shoot two threes, and all of a sudden it's a one-point game like that. And it, it, for most teams, 10 points is, is is relatively safe. I mean, I think everybody, every team makes a run, but not the way the Warriors do. And uh, just just to think, Steph Curry was over for most of that game from three-point land. Uh, and the Golden, Golden State seemed to be in control of that game, even though it was relatively close. They seemed to be in control of the game the entire time, at least from my perspective. All right, here's the chances for Cleveland. I figured I did took a, took a little time today to figure this all out just because I do stuff like this. Uh, I went through uh, hockey history. I went through Major League Baseball and NBA history uh, in seven-game series. Teams that have been down three games to none. It has happened 344 times. Hockey, basketball, baseball, and the team behind 3-0 has won five. That is a percentage of .014%. That's Cleveland's <laughs> chances, if that, against yeah. this. Because you can almost say their chances are 0.0 because, you know, in those other cases, the teams that came back, uh, the Boston Red Sox against the Yankees uh, in baseball, and then it's happened four times in hockey. It's never happened in the NBA. Yeah, I would, but, I would, I would figure that because yeah. in basketball we talk about it all the time. It's one of those sports where a guy can have such an impact on on the entire game. You could see that happen. You could see a, a, a you could see LeBron being maybe not against this team, but you could see a LeBron being able to come back from a three three zero deficit and, and, and come back and win a series. Uh, but again, this team that we're talking about in particular is it's just too difficult. I think. And how about the fact that Kevin Durant made it official today that he's coming back to the Golden State Warriors next year? Uh, we had uh, our friend Gary St. Jean was on with us just before you, uh, you hooked up with us and. I asked him, I said, Gary, I mean, I, I know it, this one's not over, but kind of we know it is. Where's this going to stop? I mean, they're not, you know, they're going to win three championships here. You know, with a, if it's not tomorrow, it'll be a couple of days after that. But where's it going to stop? I mean, are they going to get the four or five or six? or seven? I mean, because no one, I don't know who can compete with this team except for whatever team LeBron James plays for next year. But even that has been proven to not be enough to knock off this Warrior team. Well, we don't. I don't believe that they have uh, guys on their team like LeBron James that are just going to evade father time like he has. So that's the first thing. Uh, the second thing is if they can win more than three of them, I mean, my 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 faith in society would have grown so much because that means guys are turning down a bunch of money just to play with one another in yeah. in sports. And we just don't see that. I mean, it happens for a little bit of time, but it doesn't usually happen for an extended time. Somebody at some point wants what they feel they deserve. Now, I think it is it's it's a it's a I wouldn't say it's a trend. I would say it's a a a decision that Steph Curry seems to have led the way on. He seemed to be the one that's given up money each time, and I think it's it's been a trickle-down effect. Kevin Durant has wanted to do it. Uh, Clay Thompson is already single. So as long as those guys are willing to do that, this can go on for a long time. But yep. 
it, it, it's there's these are all different individuals, and as much as they like playing together, just going off of the history of sports, it's not going to last much longer than three. We just don't see it very happen very often, and that's not even having the the injury factor and age factor in the equation of that. So. I, if they can continue to do that, they're going to win a lot of championships together. I don't see it happening, though. You know who else is, is, is uh, going along what you just talked about, Tony, that is, is given up you know, for their personal you know, pocketbook for the betterment of their organization? Not only these guys in the Golden State Warriors, but how about Tom Brady? He comes yeah. to mind when yeah. you when you when you say something like that. Tom Brady's done that about a dozen times it seems like for the New England Patriots and you know if anybody could ever stand up and say okay that's enough I'm not doing it this time. It would be Tom Brady, but he continues to make sacrifices and whatever. Maybe he'll be getting paid hundreds of million dollars until he's 90 years old, but I mean he has made all the sacrifices so that his team can remain one of the best in the NFL. Yeah. What I don't understand is, and you you're a former pro athlete so I'm going to kind of stick this question on you but why aren't more guys like this? Why don't they want to be part of championship teams? I mean, the payday, my goodness, $2 million is a payday. Who needs more of a payday than that? But yeah. it seems like more times than not, as you said, guys go to find the money rather than going to find the championship. Well, listen, I think it's a, it's catch, it's kind of a catch-22, right? I mean, you, you, you do get to do something you love. There is... Cur- Unlike what most people believe, there's it's just a, it's a small window to play any sport, to be an athlete at this level for, for any amount of time. It's a very small window. And most people choose to capitalize financially on it as much as they possibly can. And you can't really fault them for that because, again, this is a small window uh, of opportunity to be able to make as much as you can. But at the same time, when you're dealing with the legacy guys, you're dealing with the, the Tom Brady's of the world, the LeBron James they're going to make their money so they can afford to make the sacrifices maybe some of the other guys can't make. You know, maybe uh, in the Gold State is such a unique situation because so many of those guys are elite at the level that they're playing. We're talking about Clay Thompson, who's possibly top two shooting guards in the league. We're talking Steph Curry, top three point guards in the league. KD, uh, Draymond, on and on and on. They, they're like top players at their division, at their position. So uh, that's what makes it so unique. So although everybody is on a different level as what they mean to the team, obviously Curry, Durant are probably the most important pieces from a, from a putting the ball in the bucket standpoint. Uh, from a from a financial standpoint in the NBA, those guys are marquee guys, so they, it, it's different. Tom Brady can give up a discount because he's just one piece of a whole bunch of pieces, and he is the most important piece. So it'll help the other team, whereas these guys are all top tier at their their position. It makes it a little bit harder to do it over an extended period of time of giving up loot to keep winning championships. Yeah. Well, Tom Brady also can do it because his wife makes more money than he does. <laughs> That's right. So he's all right, right on that. He's all right on that front. But the other thing is, you know, you bring these guys up and, and, and really it, a, it only takes, it just takes one of the four guys really to say, you know what? I, I'm going to go sign with yep. team a, uh, I'm going to go to Charlotte. I'm going to go to San Antonio or to, to you know, a Kyrie Irving type of thing, which I'm not, I'm not knocking Kyrie Irving. It's very understandable that he wanted to go to Boston to get away kind of from LeBron, 
so that he could be the superstar, so that the spotlight would fall a little bit more on him. That's what everybody said, at least. Right, and that's what the excuse was. But my point is, it only takes one of these four guys to kind of wreck the whole thing. Whether Draymond Green, Draymond Green's uh, 28, Clay Thompson's 28, Durant's 29, Curry's 30. So if they all four stay together, they've got to have at least four or five good years left. And if none of them decides, you know what, I'm I'm opting to go somewhere else where I can just make a boatload of money and you know be kind of the the king of the castle, I I think that it is going to last for another three or four years. Here's the other thing: is you mentioned their ages, they're all starting to reach that point where the body starts to change and injuries become something that you know that that age was so long ago for me. I don't remember that <laughs> <laughs> changing. I don't remember that change thing. It, you're talking about. It's relatively about. close to me, and I remember turning thirty, <laughs> and all of a sudden things change. You, you you gotta you gotta spend a little more time getting loose. You gotta you know prep a little bit more beforehand, and those things start to take you know, take effect and it's all going to be about how they deal with it. And I think that's why father time has always been so dominant. I mean, you get yeah. older, you just, you can't do the same thing as, which is what makes LeBron so ridiculous what he's doing. You know, you, you mentioned, you mentioned KD coming off of, uh, you know, announcing that he's going to be back. It really started to look like if you started really listening to the chatter uh, that's been going on about, you know, he's kind of, he kind of had hidden in games one and two. He had a good game three. or get, Sorry, hidden in game one, had a good games two and three. It started to look like, hey, he might be a guy we should be talking about free agent because he is a free agent and nobody's talking about him because it was all assumed that he was going back to Golden State. Uh, I was starting to think he might be the piece that the Lakers go after because <laughs> of the simple fact, I mean, he would be on a team where that he would be be the bona fide guy on. But clearly by KD making a decision already, he's not about that. That's not his that's not his way of thinking. He wants to play with guys he enjoys playing with and, and you can't really fault him for that. How good is Kevin Durant that the story is written this way today about Kevin Durant's decision to stay with the Warriors. It says and I quote the story, Tony, Durant is finishing the first year of a discounted Two-year, $51 million deal. How about that? That's a discount? That is. $25.5 million a year is a discount. That's how good he is. I can tell you what. You won't <laughs> find any other athlete I, right now playing any sport that's willing to give up 10 to $15 million that he gave up to play with Golden State. That's incredible. I, it's incredible. But, again, to the rest of us in the real world, if we just made $1 million, we would go play on any team we possibly could. And that's why I think that the line is going to continue to be around the block uh, in Oakland and in San Francisco for these role player type players to keep joining the Warriors and make a million or two bucks because they know they're going to have the shot to win the title. No doubt. I mean, so, they're going to have the best team pretty much year in, year out, going in, they're going to be the team that's picked to win the NBA championship. for As long as these guys are together, as as, as, as long as they can stay uh, financially set, this will be the team to beat. All right, still to come on the program, Alex Kirshner, SB Nation. We'll talk a little bit about uh, just what the Stanley Cup means. And it, it really, it, it, you get chills every time you even see it on television. You might see it tonight if the Washington Capitals can wrap it up in Las Vegas. There's going to be another Gwyn and Chris showdown a little bit later in the program. We'll get to that and uh, much, much more of the Big Five. I'm Chris Ello. I'm Tony Gwynn, Jr. 
Tony Gwynn is in Miami, people. He is a gamer of all gamers. This is Gwynn and Chris. San Diego's only FM sports station, 97.3, The Fan.